Shalom everybody. We are continuing with where we left off in the Kutei Alachot, section Orachayim, the laws of Birkat Hoda'ah, the blessings of giving thanks, Birkat HaGomel, discourse number 6, based on the Kutei Moran lesson 24. We are now still in paragraph number 15. As of Nosen dissects, opens up the opening three verses of Parshat Lech Lecha, and connects the details in these verses to all the concepts mentioned in Lesson 24, which we're dealing with, the concepts of being happy, being besimcha, getting out of sadness and depression, and activating the blessings of the intellect. And we go on now, B'zat Hashem. So until now, we left off when the, in the second verse of the opening of Pasuk of the Parashat Lech Lecha, where it says, right, Hashem says, He promises to Avram, and I will make of you a big nation, which means have many people aroused due to his doing the mitzvot, and I will bless you, right? And that means the, the blessing is activated. Rav Nosen explained in the last class we gave that this is the type of blessing which enhances the name, which is the blessing of the intellect. And that, that's what he says now. We're living off in the words now. That it says, and you will be a bracha. Bracha is mentioned like four times in these verses. Okay? First time is this is the this here. Where it says, I'll make out of you a big nation. And I will bless you. Meaning the initiating of the blessing of the hands. That's how Renosan explained it. And then it says, I'll make your name great, which means what type of blessing? A name that will enhance the neshama, which is the name, which is the intellect, like we said last time. And now, this is interesting. Coming up another two times, this is the, the verse number three, I will bless those who bless you, and I'll curse those who curse you. And then you'll find the final time, and through you will be blessed all the families of the earth. Four times blessing is mentioned. Four sections here. And Rav Nosen will go into each and every one of them. So far we've explained the first one. Right? At this point Rav Nosen explains the last words in verse number two. And you will be a bracha. What does it mean you will be a bracha? Hashem just said, I will give you bracha, which is the blessing of the hands. Why the second time? Rashi says, if you remember, that you have the power to give blessing. You will be bracha. Look how Rav Nosen opens this up. Rav Nosen says like this, and you will be bracha. This is the concept that it will be established and unswerving the blessing of the intellect. For, just to explain, it's one thing that a person experiences this in life. It's another, another thing that a person experiences it and has it kept with him forever. He doesn't lose it anymore. Kiyum. You know, okay, Hashem gave me this experience, but then it was taken away from me. So it was good for that time, but you know what now? What's with the rest of my life? Here he's saying, Ve'yeh bracha, Rav Nosen explained, Ve'yeh bracha is like to solidify that it's here to stay. That's it. You've activated the bracha of the intellect. You don't lose it anymore. It's open now. The doors have been opened. Too late now. It's yours. It's yours for good. So that's what he's saying here, Rav Nosen, that there should be an establishment 
with the blessings of the intellect. The mind is now open to perceive. He explains of Nosson. Sheyizke lehasig al yado ma sheyasig shezeo aikar. That now your mind, your intellect is open now to perceive through the intellect, through the sechel, that which you should and what you can perceive in the world. In other words, you're now fitting and proper to have perception of true intellect. That And this is the essence. This is the essence. What is the essence? The purpose of the creation is that Hashem wanted to be become made known in this world. Like the Zohar says, begin in order that He should be made known in this world. So now, if your intellect is open, they say, this is the thing. You can have a brain, but if it's not attuned to perceiving the right things in this world, what value is your brain? Your brain, your intellect should be opened to make an antenna to pick up the true chokhmah, the true bina, the true dat, true wisdom, true understanding, true knowledge. It should be capable to tune into it. You can teach someone a Gmar class, but if his brain is not open to it, you know, nothing's going to sink in. It goes right in and then it goes right out. It doesn't even go in and it just passed by superficially. To have that the person's intellect is open to perceive, that itself requires a bracha. That's brikat secha that he's saying here. And as we're saying, this is the bracha Avram Avinu had, that his mind, heye bracha, is to solidify. It's open and you now can perceive. And it's fixed. Okay? So he goes on. So what is this in our context? This blessing here of Heye Bracha, Rav Nosen calls it now another type of Bracha mentioned in Lesson 24, the Bracha of the organizing and structuring and the settling of the mind. This is coming up in Likuti Imran Lesson 24, it's the second half of the lesson, where that another thing a person needs in order to perceive properly Hashem in this world, to perceive the infinite light, is he has to have a type of a balance that the mind is settled and organized to explain. A person in his pursuit to come closer to Hashem is in what's called absorption mode. He's absorbing, absorbing more Torah, more mitzvot, more davening, another learning Torah, another chumash, another pasuk, another halacha, another mishnah, another gemara, another midrash, another zohar, another teaching, another chasidut, another class by Rabbi Limelech Biderman, whatever, I'm just, <laughs> whatever. That another thing that a person is absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. Okay, you're absorbing. But you need to, like we say many times, you have to settle and organize the inventory. You're, you're absorbing, taking in a lot of boxes in your warehouse. You're just going to pile it up like that. You have to make a store order. You have to take time. Okay, the shampoo goes here. The soap's here. The, the plastic dishes here. The fruits and vegetables over here. The cucumbers here. The, you have to get, you just bring in. A, a truck comes in bringing in a new load of, of merchandise. You don't just throw everything on the ground. Initially, it's there, but then you have the workers to put everything in its right place. So to the brain. When you're in absorption mode, you don't have the time to immediately settle it in its right place. You need time to do that also. In order for the absorption to be properly, you have to be just fully involved in absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. Then there's the stage, okay, let's now settle the inventory. The only way this can happen, Rabbi Nachman teaches in Lesson 24, is that you have a bounce back. 
because the tendency of a person is to keep on running. He sees a light, he sees a, a light opening. The tendency, the natural, normal tendency of any Jew, any person who wants to come close to Hashem, is to keep on going. You have a green light, I'm going to stop at a green light. You're driving now, you have a, you have a, you have a green light. You don't stop, you go. You know how to stop. There's other people behind you and you have to continue. That's the law. And it makes sense. You have a green light. What are you standing in the wrong place then if you don't want to go ahead? That's how it is in Judaism. You're in absorption mode. Okay, but there's the point now that you have to settle the inventory. You have to now take time and investment to settle the mind. The person, though, willingly is not so open to do that until or unless Hashem Himself pushes the person back. This is what He calls Rabbi Nachman a betisha, like a, a smack, a smash backwards, because it's the only way to stop a person from his propelling forward. He's pushed back. What does this pushing back do automatically? Even without a person thinking about it, it now begins this, the, the, the process of organizing the mind. So, depending how you take the smack back, if you take it with simcha and joy, recognizing that this is part of the growth process, you don't take it as a setback, you take it as a stage to grow further, because now it's helping you to, 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 to organize and structure your inventory that you took in. Even though you feel bad, you feel miserable, you feel down in a way because you've been pushed away from that light, from serving Hashem, from coming closer, from learning more, still it, the body needs time to organize everything, right? You have to have time now. It's like in, now in health, while a person is busy eating and eating and eating all day, so the body nonstop is producing insulin, insulin to break down the food coming in. But the body doesn't have time to fix up what needs to be fixed up. So you need a time of the day where you don't eat, technically fasting, that's why I have breakfast, break the fast, right? You need time in your day where you're no longer absorbing, and you give a chance to the body, okay, let's now organize all the vitamins and minerals that my body's taken in, let's put them in the right place. Don't think it happens automatically. The body needs a break. You keep on noshing all day, noshing, 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 and the body's always producing insulin to break down. You never give the body a chance to fix itself up, to repair, to now take the inventory, the minerals and vitamins, and then put the, the, put in the proper place. The body needs a break. Okay, so to the neshama, the sechel. You need to give it a break. There's that time of the day where you're in absorption mode. There's time, okay, the neshama says, okay, now let's take an inventory. It can happen daily. Normally it happens daily. It can happen weekly, monthly, yearly, whatever. Person ha- in, 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 per- in a person's lifespan, he has those, those years where he was like Yemei Aliyah, going up and up and up. And it's what's called Yemei Amida, the days where he's just standing. He's not advancing anymore. And there's Yemei Yerida, that he's going down now. Down with all the investment now to use it in the in the end of his life to now to be wise. That's why sages and scholars who are older they have the experience. They now can give to, give guidance and, and and instruction to others because of what they've absorbed. They've taken inventory. They know what what's right, what's wrong, what to do, etc. So this is what he's saying here. Okay, this is a second type of bracha. When it says heye bracha to solidify the blessing of the intellect, which is the hands. You need a second bracha of intellect. It's called brikata misader v'amiyashev, etc. The blessing of organizing and structuring and settling the mind. That's the only way you can pursue and perceive what's beyond you, the infinite light. Hashem's experience in your life, at the maximum, is dependent on this. If you don't have the settling and organizing of the mind, you'll never get to it. You'll never get to the infinite light. Okay? Like we said, through the blessing of settling 
and organizing the mind, organizing and settling the mind. This is the essence of establishing the blessing of the mind, the mochin. Okay? Shelo yitbatlu ligamre alidei ribu redifatam. That they should not become totally nullified by always pursuing and running to pursue more and more and more Hashem through Torah study, through prayer, through dveku, through all these devotions. You have to take a break. You have to. That's the way it is. <laughs> Else you're going to expire. You're going to burn out. Okay? He explains now. Because through the blessing of the organizing and structuring and selling of the mind, which prevents the mind from running and pursuing further, propelling forward, like we just said earlier, through this, the, the mind will be established. It won't burn out. And thus, a person will have the capacity, the capability, the ability to perceive the infinite light. But in this format of reaching and not reaching, this is what Rabbi Nachman mentions and stresses in Lesson 24, that it's only in and out. You can't be totally in when connecting to God. You'll disappear. Har Sinai was a moment experience. The Jews, they all died. They had to be revived. The souls came out of their body, like the Midrash says, Rashi brings it down, and they had to come back in because it was such an intense experience. But that's a one time in history. Now we have to, in our life, try while being physically existing to perceive the infinite light. How does that happen? In and out. You want to perceive, you have now that experience, and then it's taken away from you. You go in and out. If you can stay in, you're going to burn out. So it's in and out, and then another time, in and out, in and out. And there's endless levels also in your perception of the infinite light. It's endless, endless levels. But it has to be in the format of in and then out. It's not like, okay, once you're in, you're in, in this area. No. Once you're in, we said, it is in the blessing of the mind for the capacity to be able to perceive. Your mind now is set in motion to be able to receive, to be a vessel strong, to handle both the pursuits and the restraints. Okay? Both are needed to perceive. When you finally perceive, you can't stay in. You pursue and then you step out. And then you're left with what's called the Rishimu. The impression of that light to take it in your daily living, in the concealment of your daily life. You take with you, okay, that light. It's like similar to what Rav Nossin said once, that a Jew when he's young has to work very, very, very hard to serve Hashem and struggle. So that at the end of his life, he can remain a simple Jew. You hear that? To be a simple Jew, because you see these old people, like you say, ah, he's out of it, he's out of it. But the truth is, he, if he's holding on to basic observance of Torah and prayer, it's thanks to his struggling when he was younger. Just imagine then someone who didn't struggle when they were young. What's left of him in an old folks home? Uh, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and there's nothing left of him even, not to say you have from, not, not from people who are like that, I'm just saying the idea that someone who's still there holding on when he's old and he didn't like just uh, take a vacation in retirement from even serving Hashem it's thanks to the time that he struggled and went forward he did it, so now when he's out he's able to be happy of himself even with basic straightforward simple Jewish Torah devotion and observance. That's thanks to those years that he invested when he was younger, when he had his full force and energy. He didn't invest it in just going to party and 
drink and do drugs and sexual activity and just go all the way. He took his energy, put it in the Torah and the mitzvot, and he knew that everything counts now. The doors are open, there's a green light, I'm taking everything in. This is my collateral, this is my lifelong you know, pension plan where I'm investing now so that by the end of my life I can remain a simple Jew. I'm not expecting to be at the same capacity when I'm over 65, 70, 75, 80, but at least to have basic Judaism then and fixed and nothing that can budge me from that, it's thanks to all the good years, the younger years that I invested. So this idea also here, Mate Vila Mate, okay? Shezeu Ikar Kiyum HaBracha Lanetzach that this format of reaching and not reaching because of the settling and structuring, organizing of the mind, this is the main establishment of the bracha, of the intellect, forever, eternally. This is how you keep it with you. When Muslim is trying to say, all this is hinted to in the word that Hashem said to Avram, bracha. you will be the bracha. You'll have an establishment and it won't budge from you. It'll be with you, okay? Okay, it's a bechinat ve'ebracha. And this is the idea of what it says in the verse, ve'ebracha. Shehu l'shon kiyum v'chaniz k'ale'en. That this language, heyeh, heyeh ba'ebracha, you will be a bracha, is, is a wording, the grammar fits in, that it's like Hashem giving it a kiyum. It's now fixed, like we said earlier. Okay? The, now the next part of verse number three, where it says, right? In verse number three, parashat l'chicha, it said, I will bless those who bless you and those who curse you or I will curse also so here the next stage what is this blessing here what is it referring to that now I, by the way just before we go on what we just said about is, it fits in Rashi Rashi says that the blessings are in your hands Hashem saying, Avram Avinu, it's in your hands, it's fixed. You can give bracha to other people, you can guide other people, you can teach other people now, you can give over awareness of the infinite to each person according to their level because you've established it, because of the blessing of the organizing and structuring of the mind. It's like a second stage blessing that you have, and it's fixed. And now, third, Vavarcham Bevarachecha. Okay, he says like this, Rav Nosen. Um... Right? Verse number three. Verse number three is saying how to get the blessings in the first place. That you should have activated the blessing of the hands, the blessing of the intellect in the first place. And then, what we just said now. All this is dependent on a preliminary preliminary format of bracha. He called Rav Nosen is opening up the term bracha to many avenues and aspects mentioned in Lesson Twenty Four. Okay, the initial one was like this: all of this, which Hashem told Avraham Avinu to get that hey to become Avraham, the, the five voices of joy, the five sounds of voice of joy, kolot of simcha, the the hey hadaat, like we said, the letter hey of daat. Right to become Avraham, all these amazing things. It's all through what's said at the end here, verse number three. All of these things that we just mentioned, it's impossible to initiate. Now it's to getting out of the sadness 
of the artzecha, moladetecha, beit avicha, the sadness from the element of earth, of earth within you, or how your, your your conception was through sin, through lust, or number three, how you grew up with siblings and family members making you upset and stressed and angry, okay? To get out of all this, to start the process, you cannot perceive, and then the blessing that comes about, the blessing of the intellect, you, can, you cannot come to conceive, to perceive any of this only through the concept of Miyemar. What's Miyemar? Miyemar is the quote Rabbi Nachman uses from the discussion, from the, the challenge between the wise men of Athens and Rabbi Yeshua, where just to recap, they asked him, where is the center of the universe? He stuck up his finger, Bishop ben Hanani, and he said, right over here. And they said to him, Miyemar, who says? And he said, I too, bring a measuring cord, and you'll see that I'm correct. How Rabbi Nachman interprets this, this uh, challenge is they asked him, how does a person come to perceive the infinite light, which is the center of the universe? He, so he picked up his finger and said, by the concept of the hands, the fingers activating the blessings. That's like we just said, mentioned now. That's how the mind in the format of reaching and not reaching, perceives the infinite light. And they asked him, but Miyemar, in order to do that, to come to the blessings, you have to first elevate the holy sparks trapped in the sadness domain of the klipot called the exchanged chambers. Miyemar, who has the audacity to enter into Yemar. Yemar, he explains as Tmura, the exchanged chambers. Who has that strength and capacity to successfully survive the challenge of going into the domain of the evil forces, the exchange chambers, being stuck with challenges of sadness and depression, and successfully coming out, bringing along with him all the holy sparks. So watch. Well, this is an introduction. Rav says, this is what it's referring to in this part of the verse, the verse number three. It says like this. Um... That this requires going down, like we said, to the exchange chambers, like we just said, right? That's how we. That's how Rabbi Nachman explains the challenge of the wise men of Athens, and why? Why do we have to go to the exchange chambers? Like we said, to elevate the holiness trapped therein. Visham, when a person's in the challenge of the exchange chambers, which happens basically every day of a person's life, you're thrown into challenges which come from the exchange chambers to make you sad, down, lethargic, negative, bad, depressed, okay? Visham tzichin levalera tov me'ara. The reason why you're there, you're thrown into this challenge of the exchange chambers, this domain, in order to elevate the good from the bad, because that's the only way to come to the bracha, the brikat asechel. Shem bechinat bracha uklala. Rambam calls the good and the bad trapped in the intermingled, mixed up in the exchange chambers, where your job is to separate them and to elevate the good. He calls them blessings and curses. The blessings, he says, is the good trapped in the exchange chambers, and the curses, he says, the klala is the bad. That's intertwined and challenging the person from releasing the good that they're connecting to. And that's what I'm saying. This is what's hinted to in this third verse, right? I will bless those who, who bless you, and I'll curse those who curse you. Watch, the Kavanasan goes into this. First of all, this is a big battle, as everybody knows. This is such a challenge. Nothing is straight, cut, fine, and dandy in this world. 
everything comes with a challenge. Every time you want to do something good, always these mixed feelings, mixed thoughts, different opinions, obstacles, unexpected setbacks, you name it. Life is not straight. Even if Hollywood tries to give you a perception that maybe it's fun and everything and Superman and great, but it's full of setbacks. Life has non-stop. No man from the time of creation had it straightforward and easy. Everybody struggled. Adam, l'amal yulad, man is born to struggle. No one had it easy. Come on. Name a person. Ah, you see the Chafetz Chaim smile and you think, ah, he's such a good life. Do you know what he went through? Do they tell you the challenges he went through? They don't tell you. No one tells you. They only show you the good side. But the challenges, everyone has to go through that. That's what makes you a man. That's what makes you a person. Okay? That's what brings it. And it's a big challenge. Oh, how come my life can't be like this and like that? This is how it is. This is how you're going to get to your secret of success. This is how you're going to make it. So he said it's a big challenge. It's a big war, a big battle. Valken, therefore, hifticho in this opening parsha, right? Hashem is Avinu, don't be afraid. I will be with you when you go into the exchange chambers. You, Avram, we said it like the Zohar says, you Yiddish Neshama, I will be with you. Hashem is saying, I'm going to help you in the sifting process in the exchange chambers. Okay, he says, therefore, Hashem promised Avram and every Jew, basically, don't be afraid of the challenge, don't back out. Hashem will help him to bless those who bless him, right? Hashem says, I will bless those who bless you, right? What does that mean? As soon as you connect to good holy sparks trapped in the exchange chambers, Hashem will make it that they will want to, they will connect with you from there. In other words, you don't have to, it's like a magnet. You put the magnet over all the pins and needles and they just come out from the mixture you, want, you have a mix, you have like all, all tons of things falling on the, on the ground, right? You have metal and other things. You want to pick up the metal, you bring a magnet. The magnet sifts out all the metal items and all you have to do is sweep up the rest of the garbage or whatever. That's how it is here also. Hashem saying, I will give a blessing to those who bless you. In other words, by you facing the challenge to look for the good, to look for the bracha hidden in the exchange chambers, I will give them a blessing. In other words, I will allow it to happen that the good trapped there will, will want to and will willingly come out and connect to you. That's what he's saying here. Don't be afraid of the challenge. Oh, how am I going to do this? Oh, what is this facing me? It's like, it's impossible. Face the challenge. Don't chicken out. Because the good will come running to you as soon as you make the initiative of looking for it. That's what he's saying here, okay? Amazing. This is the good sparks that they will they'll attach themselves from there. And then the next part, and those who curse you, the verse is right? But here Ramnosan is taking it out like a, changing the 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 dik duk, the grammar version. because it's referring to everybody. And those who curse him. Ya'or, la'or is even harder, arur is even stronger than klala. Those who curse you, I will severely curse them. What does that mean? Shem hara, lemono. This is referring to the bad of the exchange chambers that will want to try to prevent him from extracting the good. Hashem says, don't worry, I will curse, I'll give a stronger curse. Arur, a'or, to those who try to curse you and prevent you. He's saying the curse is the obstacles 
preventing the person from extracting the good, Hashem will put them back, smash them back with a curse, a stronger curse than what they, they, they're trying to do. Until the end of the verse is fulfilled, the last, the fourth section of Bracha, where it says, And through you, Avram Avinu, and every Jewish Neshama who faces the challenges of the exchange chambers, through you will be blessed all the families of the earth, that everybody will convert, all the good trapped will come back. <coughs> if it's referring to people, people actually will come back and come back to Hashem. This is so deep what he says here. There's so many things from what Harav Nosen opens our mind now to see this. This explains pretty clearly why the situation in the world is that there's a mixture, it's a mix-up. There are Jews and then the Gentiles. And within the Jews also you have the Jews who are not religious and the Jews who are religious. So what's, what's happening here? The challenge is that those Jews who, do, who know better, who know about serving Hashem, and have the challenges and struggles, the purpose of their struggles is, number one, to wake up, to bring back all the good trapped, which is reflected in two stages. Whether it's the Jews who are non-observant, to get them to wake up spiritually. I have nothing to do with the guy. I live here. He lives in Los Angeles. I live in Yerushalayim. The guy lives in, in Idaho. I have no connection to him, but, I, but, but our neshamas do. By me struggling to find good, and that good is connected to that guy in Idaho who's making potatoes, but he has a Jewish neshama, a holy spark, to get him to wake up. Or the guy, the guy who's not even Jewish. The guy is a priest, and he has all of a sudden uh, an arousal to convert. It's due to the struggle of this guy all the way in Bnei Brak, going through his daily challenges to wake up on time for davening, to be positive, not to be broken from everything he's going through, to be besimcha. That is helping the guy, the priest and everything from wherever, from Timbuktu, wherever, to wake up and to come back to Hashem. That's number one. Another point I can see is kol mishpechot adama, right? And we'll, come, we'll be blessed through you will be awakened to convert and come back to serve Hashem, all the families of the earth. How did Rav Nossin initially explain Adama? You remember? It's, it's connected to the opening of the verse. Lech lecha me'artzecha. Artzecha, Rav Nossin said there, if you remember, from the element of earth. Earth has many terms. It's Eretz, it's Afar, it's Adama. Okay? Adama is earth. Afar is earth. Eretz also is earth. Right? So, Mishpechot Adama is the families who are trapped due to the sadness. They're trapped because of the sadness, whatever. Or they're trapped within the sadness to get them out by finding the good, sifting the good. But the way to do that is being positive and being besimcha. Hashem to be continued in the next class.